When I tell people that I do some work in sports psychiatry, one of the most common questions I get from people is, why do athletes need to see a psychiatrist? They should be like rich and happy and none of those worries. And that's not always the case. As we've seen over the last couple of years, people like Simone Biles, Naomi Osaka, Ben Simmons, athletes have mental health stuff going on as well. So let's talk about that a little bit. Let's learn from me. My name is Dr. Mirza. I'm board certified in adult psychiatry, child adolescent psychiatry, and addiction medicine. One of the things about mental health that always drew me to it was that it is something that cuts across everybody and everything. All races, all sexes, all genders, all economic stuff. Everybody is impacted by it, including athletes. The thing that makes athlete mental health different is that we often have to respect the fact that they are athletes and that they also have different expectations and goals of treatment. For a lot of the people, this is one of their jobs and there's a lot of responsibility that comes along with it and a lot of mental health stuff that goes along with sports as well. So with athletes, we have to understand that they're gonna be dealing with the same things such as depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, OCD, trauma, ADHD, but there are certain disorders within psychiatry, within mental health that show up a little bit more so in athletes and things that we have to be a little bit more aware of. One of the things is definitely eating disorders. And this is something that typically shows up a lot more in females more than males. Again, this is in line with what we, with the general population, which has a, about a two to one ratio. And especially in certain sports, things like gymnastics, things like ice skating. In males, we see this a lot with things like wrestling, being an equestrian. This is another one of those huge sports. Jockeys are notorious for having eating disorders as well. On the converse, when we're kind of going against people who are trying to lose weight or become smaller, we people who are trying to get, become bigger and gain weight, especially in things like bodybuilding. Bodybuilding is rife for something like this. There's a concept called bigorexia, where people feel like they're not big enough. They need to get bigger. They need to have bigger muscles in places. One of the other things that we also see amongst athletes that's really common is substance abuse. We see pain. Pain is something that shows up. And one of the ways that people deal with pain is through substances. And we also may use substances like opioid painkillers through the normal course of athlete work, you know, dealing with injuries or things like that. And then it becomes an issue where somebody may develop uh, dependence to these things. The other thing that came to prominence a lot was TBIs, traumatic brain injuries and concussions and the cumulative effect of these over time coming into CTE, chronic traumatic encephalopathy, which causes a lot of issues down the line. Sleep issues, sleep issues is another one that's kind of big that shows up due to the travel that often occurs with athletes. So they may be having to move across time zones and then their sleep can get disrupted and this can cause an issue when this is constantly going back and forth. What's important as a psychiatrist working with athletes is we have to be aware more so, especially with this population than maybe the general population, is the effects that these medications have on an athlete and their body. So a five pound weight gain for a person on the street may not mean as much, but for someone who is an athlete, it can make a huge difference. And other things like athletic performance, gaining a little bit extra weight can again, decrease athletic performance. There's also the fact that in certain leagues and competitions, there are rules and regulations regarding the substances that somebody could be using in their body. Certain medications, especially things like stimulants have come under fire because it's caused positive drug tests and they may be a quote unquote, a banned substance according to some doping agencies. 
We also know that these medications can be abused to help drive exercise, drive performance as well. The other thing that's really important with athletes is there is stigma that's already there in mental health becomes amplified and becomes higher. Athletes tend to be higher profile. They have a higher expectations around them. And we also have to understand that there is this constant 24 seven news cycle. So social media, the sports channels that are there, the 24 seven news cycle creates this endless loop of potential criticism. So if somebody as an athlete has a poor game or makes a mistake, that's going to be on repeat over and over again. Instagram, TikTok, all these social media accounts keep these things alive forever. One of the other real challenges, especially for professional athletes, is when they come into a lot of money and they may not have been in a situation where they had a lot of money before. So that adjustment to that huge influx of money can be a massive impact. These athletes will become targets for financial exploitation, either from friends, family, other people in the community. There's excessive spending, irrational kind of spending that can occur. Other things also, again, it increases the access and the availability of certain substances. There's also the other aspect we have to understand is that there's a toll on these athletes' physical bodies. This then becomes a toll on their mental health as well. The bodies wear down. Injuries can be catastrophic and again, cut a career short. Athletes' careers are gonna be shorter than people who are gonna work until 60, 65. Professional athletes are lucky to make it to 30. There are times where somebody's career can also be unexpectedly cut short. One of the peak times of suicide in the general population is at 65 at that retirement age when somebody loses that purpose. So if we move that time frame up 35, 40 years, even sooner than that, somebody's loss of their career, their drive, that causes the risk of suicide and other kind of adverse effects to come up. So how do we deal with this? How do we combat this for athletes? We look at having diversity in career, education, and finances. There also needs to be the planning that's there from the beginning of what happens when that career is over. Again, whether that's going to be at a high school level, college level, professional level, that career is going to end. What do we do afterwards? And also we want to be able to work on developing the sense of self for that athlete as an individual and who they are as a person, not just as this public figure, this athlete. All right, so I hope you guys are learning a little bit, something a little bit different today and about a population of people that we don't normally think of, and this is how we can help them out. So like, comment, subscribe, and we got you for some more stuff.